between 60 and 70% of uh, websites getting all of their traffic from mobile. If your site doesn't support mobile and your competitors do support mobile, then they're going to come up first at the top of the results. If your website only supports desktop, then it's going to be sitting at the bottom of the results. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. Here at the Entrepreneur House, we're always looking for ways to help entrepreneurs grow. This February 2018, we've co-created an event like no other. Imagine yourself completely unplugged from the digital world with no access to Wi-Fi or cell reception on a pure digital detox in the mountains of Brazil. Introducing our newest event, Digital Detox Camp 2018. Digital Detox Camp is the first weekend after Brazilian carnival and packed full of high-level master minds, business and lifestyle workshops, organic food, breathtaking views, campfires, hiking, swimming, waterfalls, yoga, many more activities, and a lot of time to clear our active minds. Disconnect from the digital world and reconnect to the real world. We have a special early bird offer for our listeners that expires January 15th, 2018. If you're ready to join us, be sure to visit theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now on to today's episode. Hello, entrepreneurs, soon-to-be entrepreneurs, founders, influencers, digital nomads, thought leaders, and people looking to get out there, grow business, scale rapidly, and change the world. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest who just happened to join us because of a random meeting with his roommate. A few weeks ago, we interviewed JF Brew, and JF mentioned that his roommate was one of the top SEO specialists in the world and recommended we interviewed him. So we invited him to the show, and voila, Adam Clark's episode is here. Adam is the author of a best-selling SEO book on Amazon for the past five years. He started a digital marketing agency over seven years ago in Australia and built it into a very successful business. He's achieved over 1,000 number one listings in Google for customers and grew an online store from $20,000 a month to $600,000 a month in just three years. He just released his new book, SEO 2018, and today on the show, we get behind the mind of another SEO master. He will share some of his best tips on scaling your business using SEO, some email marketing tips, and share what exactly Google's looking for to rank a website. Towards the end of the show, Adam shares what the future of SEO looks like. If you need some insight into ranking better online and getting many more visitors to your site, check out this episode. And Adam Clark, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, Chris? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. And calling in live from Chiang Mai today, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Just- uh, actually, just very close to you, I believe. If you're if you're still here, I'm I'm still here and just a couple hundred yards away from from you. And yes, um, <laughs> I was funny. Uh, yeah, you're just a few um, a few hundred yards away, and and we we still haven't met yet. Yeah, <laughs> like in real life. It's always we, we should, we should. yeah. It's always funny like how we link up with people guests on the show. Anyway, with with digital nomads, because um, we had JF on the show, and I learned that he was. 200 yards away from me in your apartment and we had no idea and then he said hey my roommate he's a smart entrepreneur and doing pretty good for himself and then you hopped on a line and then we got to know each other a bit but uh, i've met jf and still haven't met you so um i have four days left in chiang mai so if you want to get together for a lunch or bite or run over to maya mall let me know and we'll uh we'll do that if you have some free time Cool, or uh, or even a coffee. I'm I'm actually a um, I've done a barista course. I'm a bit of a coffee head, so uh-huh. I, I can recommend a really good place. Um, and may may I ask where where are you planning on traveling to next after the next four days? We're going to my girlfriend and I are going to Koh Yao Yai, which is an island that is like 30 kilometers from Phuket, 
And um, so we're going to go there and spend a week, and then we're off to the U.S. for Christmas for six weeks. Nice. Yeah, I, have, I haven't done Christmas in, in, in a long time, much um, my family. <laughs> I, I actually like to visit when it's not Christmas time so I can get some one-on-one time and actually um, yeah. have a conversation about I find Christmas is too crazy for me. But <laughs> so Christmas but, but, for us is, is, is pretty big in my family. So, um, And I'm an only child too. And so okay. my one rule of traveling the world is uh, I got to be home for Christmas. So that's, that's a good rule. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I modify that a little bit and I just, I just try and go home one time per year. Yeah. But I, yeah, but it's a bit different. So if, if I go back during Christmas time and there's so many people there, I'll, I'll only get to speak with my parents for like, um, you know, 20 minutes because yeah. they're entertaining so many aunties and uncles and, and, and everyone. So I actually like to go after Christmas and I get to spend a couple of days with them and, um, have some, some better quality time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and where's home for you? Australia? Yeah. Australia. Gotcha. Um, yep. Just, just near Melbourne. Very cool. And, um, well, while we're on the topic of digital nomadism, we've been talking to, uh, to a few Chiang Mai entrepreneurs that, uh, that are a bit more successful. So Chiang Mai kind of has a reputation of the digital nomad capital of the world, sure. but it also has this reputation of there's quite a few entrepreneurs or digital nomads that are here that are like five hundred, a thousand dollar a month freelancers and just kind of doing the hippie thing, you know, and that sort of that sort of image. So, but I we've had quite a few. That's Chiang quite Mai. common. Yeah, quite common. We've had quite a few um, more successful entrepreneurs that still choose to come to Chiang Mai on on our show lately so i'd love to learn adam why you choose to to stay or to come back to chiang mai and um, spend your time here and and enjoy the city sure that's a good question actually so um i have a slightly different well me and my friend came up with a slightly different phrase with how i tackle digital nomad and we call it i'm um, a digital slow mad okay, <laughs> so yes. i i actually like to go to a place and get a lease and stay there for long term and so i can um, take advantage of things like having like a maid to go and pay bills and do groceries and i can have a bit more of a solid routine and build up a social network uh, build up a social group social network um all of, all of those types of things that you get from when you have a home. And I, I had actually traveled, I'd lived in Bangkok for two years. Um, and that was fun, but it's just like, uh, so the traffic jam is, is so crazy there. It's, it's like you're living in the center of the world's biggest traffic jam, yeah. um, that ne- never stops 24 seven. And I traveled around, um, many, many countries around Southeast Asia and Chiang Mai just really jumped out as the, best um the city that offered the best of everything so it has a it has everything that you need in terms of food and shopping um it it is it's a very nice environment um it has lots of activities to do um the weather's good there's no traffic jam um i like to ride a motorbike and you can safely ride a motorbike in in chiang mai but um if you ride a motorbike in bangkok it's um it's very hairy yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's super dangerous i i i um hired a scooter in bangkok for about two weeks and i was and i was riding around on the main roads there and and I, yeah i had at least one or two times a day one of those moments when you feel like you're almost on the edge of um 
a fatal <laughs> a fatal crash or something uh-huh. and I could just feel the hair stand up on my neck and, oh, wow. and that would happen happen at least one or two times a day. Um, not a, not through my own fault, but because the drivers there are crazy. Um, but that has, has never happened to me in Chiang Mai and I feel very comfortable here riding around. So yeah, it just it offers so many of those things. Um, and there's also a num- uh, if you sit down and do the numbers, it's, it works out roughly about twenty to thirty percent cheaper across the board, um, Chiang Mai compared to Bangkok. So yeah. if you like saving up, um, hoarding that cash or, or that Bitcoin and <laughs> putting that money aside and, and enjoying a good lifestyle, you know, Chiang, Chiang Mai is a great city. Yeah, and you know it's really interesting because the perceptions of the entrepreneurs that are here are really, um, I think, unfair because I know I have met so many successful entrepreneurs that choose to stay here really long term. Uh, they're just not so much tied up in the the typical um, going to workshops three times a week, digital nomad yeah. scene. I, uh, surprisingly, I never go to that stuff. I, yeah. I, I didn't do it. Actually, even... Um, it's quite surprising that someone was telling me there was like a big SEO conference, um, and I I didn't even go to that um, because uh, this is going to sound really conceited, but um, quite often I go to them and I don't really learn anything, uh, yeah. so I feel like oh, I should be back just doing my work. <laughs> but, but that that's uh, that depends on which level you're at, though, of course. So um, you know, if I've been I've been at the top of my game for SEO for seven years, and um, so. It, if I go to a course, they're just going to be covering um, basic to inter- intermediate type stuff, mm-hmm. and it's the same for entrepreneurs. So I, I'm sure that um, I've I've met people that um, don't have big scale businesses, and they do get a lot of benefit out of those workshops as well. So it just kind of depends where, where you're at. Do you know the guy that put on that SEO conference? Um, no. Uh, his, uh, what, what's his, name? his name is Matt Diggity. We did an episode with him a couple months ago. Very smart cool. guy. Yeah, very smart guy and really at the top of his game too. So if you want a like-minded person to meet, I can uh, intro you or nice guy to connect with. Yeah. Yeah, if you're interested. Uh, absolutely. I'm always – I'm always. Um, I, I do like to meet SEOs because we always have, um, uh, you know, kind of – I'll show you yours. You show me. <laughs> but, <laughs> you you show me yours. I'll show you mine. Type thing <laughs> in regards to like our um our techniques and little little tricks and and so on. And it's always interesting. The the interesting thing about SEOs is that um quite often um every SEO actually approaches it very differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a d- different style, a different techniques. There's always some similarities. But there's already there's always a very different style, and um, and and this this doesn't make them a better or worse SEO, and it's just um, yeah, everyone tackles it differently, which is quite surprising because you would think it's a very straightforward um, numbers game where everyone's doing the same thing, but it's it's quite the opposite. So, what are some of those differences that you care to share? Uh, that you've noticed with other SEO folks that are that are at the top of their game. Sure. Okay. Well, I would say like um, one thing that's jumped out is I've met some SEOs that are very um, they don't really focus on the technical stuff too much at all, and they just focus more on the content marketing and the PR and um, you know getting guest posts and getting articles and doing link bait and that type of thing. 
and getting um, getting all of their SEO results, you know, just by focusing 95% of their time there. Um, me personally, I spend probably about 40 or 50% of my time on the technical aspects, um, but that that's uh, that's um, probably because I, I run an agency and I, and I have to work on lots of websites. Um, yeah, so sometimes if, if you have an SEO and they they just do SEO for one company, um, quite often you, you can knock out all of the technical stuff within a month and then you will just have to work on all of the PR type stuff. So yeah, I would, I would say it's kind of where, where they spend their time. Um, some people have different strategies with, with link building. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's... I would say the, the the amount of time they spend on 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 the technical aspects. That makes is sense. The biggest thing, yeah. That makes sense. So uh, I want to get into more kind of about your background, but also pick your brain at the same time, Adam. So for the listeners, Adam has he founded a digital agency over seven years ago, grew an online store, uh, earning twenty k per month to six thousand six hundred k per month in three years, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Achieved over a thousand number one listings in Google for customers, and had a best-selling SEO book for over five years now. Get it just released or getting ready to le- release SEO twenty eighteen? Is that right? Uh, no, we've just released that uh, a few weeks ago. Actually, uh, we just we just did the big update, and um, yeah, so it should be one hundred percent available now. Uh, the the latest update we made the change from SEO twenty seventeen to two thousand eighteen. Um, I know it's not 2018 yet, <laughs> but it's good. It's good to get in early with these things, and yeah, we've we've just done that update now. Um, so what's yeah. w- what's SEO look like for 2018? Um, okay, well, uh, that's a good question. I I would say uh, the uh, very strong focus on mobile. So there's there's a big update coming up called the Mobile First Index, which hasn't been released yet, and it will um, further penalize websites that don't fully support mobile and push them further um, down the results. Um, the he's uh, I can't remember his name. I think uh, the spokesman for Google, um, Gary Illies, said about the update: Mobile First means mobile first which essentially means that um, if your site doesn't support mobile um, and your competitors' uh, websites do support mobile, then they're going to come up first at the top of the results. You know, Google are going to look for sites that support mobile first. And um, if, your, if your website only supports desktop, then it's going to be sitting at the bottom of the results. So that's, that's quite a significant one. And um, but it shouldn't be that much surprising because Google uh, have been very vocal and public about their um, push on uh, and, and encouragement on everyone to support mobile. Uh, you know, in some cases, uh, I'm seeing six uh, between sixty and seventy percent of uh, websites getting all of their traffic from mobile. Wow! So that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, well, the way to think about it is, um, it's it's actually you, you're probably better off thinking of your um, mobile customers and catering to them before you do the desktop um, users. But it's it's difficult to get out of that um, to get into that mindset because 
a lot of us business owners spend all of our time behind the computer screen. Right. Maybe, but all consumers are spending all of their time on their mobile phones these days. Yeah. Yeah, and, ta- and tablets. Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to help you scale your business rapidly. February 22nd this year, we will have an event like no other. Our digital detox camp in Brazil includes fireside masterminds, business and lifestyle workshops, hiking, swimming, natural springs, waterfalls, indoor rock climbing, and much, much more. Disconnect from the digital world to reconnect to the real world. If you're ready to unplug with other high caliber people, contact us ASAP at theentrepreneurhouse.com and now back to the show oh yeah it makes perfect sense i want to ask you like what are so we have a lot of listeners that are five-figure entrepreneurs trying to get to that six-figure or six-figure entrepreneurs trying to get to that second seven figure and so what are some uh maybe we can say tricks or tactics that you have or that you would recommend those people that are a must-do regarding SEO for them to start scaling to the next level? Okay. Um, hmm. In, in, uh, interesting question. So you mean specifically with SEO to scale up a business yeah. to that, that high level? Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's quite a good uh, question, actually, because uh, it's, at one stage we looked at all of our clients and we noticed that um, you know some customers, they um, – we push up their sales and then they just kind of hit like a ceiling and then they they stay at that ceiling, that sales ceiling uh, of monthly sales and just kind of sit there. And then we notice other clients, um, they seem to double and triple their sales every year. And um, and we actually kind of jumped in and, and tried to figure out, you know, okay, what, what's going on here? What was the biggest difference? And the biggest difference we noticed was that the um, – Businesses that seem to manage to double and triple their business every year were um, collecting email addresses and um, sending out two or three emails a week to their customer base. And so they're, they're, um, you have two, two things going on here where we have SEO. Um, if, if you can continually publish new content, you can achieve exponential traffic growth and exponential customers. And so that's a bit different from Facebook, where if you spend uh, $4,000 on Facebook ads, you're you're only going to get $4,000 of Facebook ads every month. Um, so that's kind of fixed. You might be able to optimize that a little bit. But with SEO, you, you can continually get more and more and more traffic every month. And if you combine that with something like email marketing, which is um, free, and it compounds. So every month, the customer is getting more and more people, more and more of their customers signed up on their list, and they're sending out more and more emails every week. You get this compounding effect, and and the business grows, you know, really rapidly. And uh, yeah, but I guess the um, the question in the air right now is, is email going to be as effective in, in two or three years' time? Uh, there are some some changes going on right now um, as we know in, in terms of how people use the internet how people use email and that that's that you know that may actually shift long term over into like desktop notifications or mobile notifications and, and apps and, and that type of thing but but the point is that you're getting getting people on onto your um, onto your list whichever it is if it's a um, remarketing list or an email list and maximizing um, the revenue from from those customers. 
That makes sense. Now, I want to ask you, I've heard a lot of different answers for this. Um, you mentioned taking that list and then emailing the people on your list two or three times a week. Noah Kagan talks about doing it daily. Um, I think Russell Brunson also does it daily. Um, most people on <laughs> average, right? Most people on average do it once per week, I would say. What's your, yeah. what's your thoughts? Well, that's an easy win. So if I come across someone and, and they're only doing, they have a reasonable sized mailing list and they're doing one a week, um, I can help them achieve uh, a bigger increase of sales straight away by just increasing that list, that, that mail out to two or three times a week. Okay. Personally, I, per- personally I, I like two or three times a week. I think every day is a little bit too much. It depends on, on the model. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what, what their unsubscribe numbers are like uh, for those guys. But, you know, if you if you have like a daily deals website then and you're selling discounted um, products that, uh, that and those sales change every morning and your customer base are really, um, uh, really loyal and wanting to see what those daily deals are, in, in that case, you would be better off sending that e- email out every day. But... Yeah, I the sweet spot for me is about two or three times a week. I you more than that. Um, I have found that your un, unsubscribe numbers do jump up a bit. People, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, e- emails a problem and it's hard to stay on top of. And um, yeah, and so you have to do a bit of experimentation. But I would say if you're emailing just one time per week, you're probably not getting as much out of your list as what you could be. In your book, you mentioned you talk about the, the inner workings of Google alg- Google's algorithm and how it's calculating search results. Now, I used to do niche websites back in like 2008, 2009, 2010. And I it's was... It's on the door. Yeah. <laughs> it was much easier back then. <laughs> yeah. I was... Uh, in 2011, I was making some money passively, really. And it uh, Google wrote an algorithm and wiped out all my income. Uh, yes. That was April of 2011. You probably remember it. And I'm curious. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we stopped that. Was that that was that the first penguin update or something? I think or, so. Yeah, I don't know. Is I it just, a link? Link one? It's just it, I don't know. I just remember the time. It's it was long, maybe it's okay. early May 2011. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, what's what's going on? Like for me, I'm not I'm not a super tech guy, so I don't understand the algorithms and what exactly is happening. And I think most people probably don't if they're the, I would say the average entrepreneur doesn't really understand it on a entirety basis. So I'm curious if you could like give us some, some insight to that and what we entrepreneurs can do to help our rankings. Sure. Okay. Um, well, before I jump into the algorithm stuff, actually, uh, I, uh, in, in my book, there is a, before I cover the inner works, workings of uh, Google's algorithm, I, I do actually say there's two things that you should do if you want to ensure that you don't get wiped out by a Google, Google update. And the first one is don't rely on one tactic uh, because it's very easy for the guys at, over at Google HQ to decide one day, oh, we, we, we don't like this thing. And if you're getting 80 or 90% of your SEO results from this one trick that you're doing um it, it's yeah it's, it's very risky so yeah don't rely on one tactic and uh number two is 
you always have to stay up to date with the current SEO best practices to make sure you you know you're not you're not doing um, stuff that Google have have flagged. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you follow the if if you follow the SEO blogs and you follow the Google Webmaster blog, you you do get an. Um, sometimes they do give out a warning on, on things that you should and should not be doing. So yeah, it's your responsibility to um, to stay up to date and stay informed and know about the things they're working on. So one example would be the mobile first index that I just spoke about before. You know, it, so, you know, it's your responsibility now uh, that Google have come out and said that they're, they're doing this next year to make sure that your site supports mobile. So you have those two things. Um, that's how, how to avoid uh, getting hit by a Google update. Um, that said, it's, it's still possible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, that, that's my my secret to success. I would say um, is is the first one is really quite important. You know, don't don't rest your whole strategy and your whole website just on on one one technique or one trick, um, because yeah, that's um, that can lead to a, a Google penalty if if they decide one day they don't like what you're doing. <laughs> they have too much Which, control, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. I don't want to go into that too much, but yeah, it, it's 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 a bit like the um, Big Brother or something. The all-seeing eye. They know every everything that you're thinking about and every everywhere you're going, and <laughs> now controlling how people uh, market their businesses. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Sometimes, like you'll like I'll be thinking about something, and then I'll go to type it in the Google search bar, and it'll pop up like before I even type maybe one or two letters, what I yeah. was trying to search. And they've got it down. <laughs> doing well. Yeah. Um, I think that, that might actually be Google's rank brain technology and work. They have this new um, machine learning technology that can actually in- infer what people are searching for kind of as they are typing it out. Mm-hmm. And, and also um, it, it can kind of leapfrog to... Uh, answers to search queries that aren't so direct so um, for example if you type in um, when was Hillary's husband born it, mm-hmm. it should return a result with a picture of Bill Clinton and <laughs> it says his birth date <laughs> which is kind of a bit scary yeah. yeah it's getting super smart um, yeah and uh, so did you want me to jump into some of the main things these days that Google are actually looking for in, in the algorithm yeah yeah for sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay. Um, one sec. Let me load up the book. <laughs> it's been a while. Because I um, there's there's literally about two or three hundred things that uh, Google are um, looking at, and um, you know that that changes a lot. Um, but there's always roughly like a top ten that you can that you can focus on. Um, right now, in in that top ten, um, off the top of my head, uh, there's or you have like Facebook activity, you have um, back you know, backlinks. Um, so you know how how many backlinks do you have? Are those backlinks relevant? Mm-hmm. Are they authoritative? Uh, are they high quality? Um, you have um, HTTPS, which is having a security certificate installed on your website. Is your website secure? This is actually. Um, so, Quite surprisingly, in, in the top ten results um, in the latest survey, so um, 
yeah, I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but a good couple of years ago, Google made a big announcement and said that site security is going to be a big initiative mm-hmm. and they're going, going to give um, ranking advantages to websites that install security certificates. So that's a very easy um, boost straight off the bat that you, know, uh, that you can install on your website. All you have to do is install a security certificate and your um, your overall website SEO strength is going to be much stronger than, than the next guy. That's good to know. Yeah, and other other signals involve like user activity, um, so like user signals on site, which sounds a bit ambiguous. So, but it it just essentially means how are people behaving on your website? Are are people coming in on your website and spending quite quite a lot of time there, clicking through different pages, um, interacting with the content, or are people landing on your page going, mm, this is a bit low quality, mm-hmm. clicking back to the search results, um, which, which is what we call a bounce. If, if people are bouncing back out of your website like that, then that may actually harm your rankings. If people are, are jumping in, spending a bit of time on your website, getting really engaged with the content, that will increase your, increase your rankings. Um, and uh, another factor would be the overall content relevance of your page. So um, this used to be uh, a few years ago. Um, the in, in the top ten ranking factors, it used to be having keywords on the page, but now they talk about having content. You know, the overall page's uh, content relevance. So you don't necessarily need to be super aggressive with keyword stuffing these days, but the page just needs to be um, closely related to the to the content. A, a good way of ensuring that um, that you're kind of hitting this criteria is to use a tool like um, ubersuggest.org. Um, I'll just check that address. I think they might have changed it. Uber um, Uber suggest. Yeah, I, okay. I th- it it was ubersuggest.org. They might have. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it's they've changed it to ubersuggest.io. Okay. And that pulls the. Um, the auto suggest queries out of the Google search box, and so you can actually see what what queries Google are seeing um, that are related to your keyword. So instead of just putting one keyword on your page, um, for example, if you're if you're targeting um, work retreats at Penang in Malaysia, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't want to just only have work retreats Penang Malaysia, you might um, use a combination of phrases that are similar to that and weaving those into the page so that Google, that increases your overall content relevance wow. as opposed to uh, keyword stuffing and focusing on one word. That's crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's just getting more, um, it's getting more and more complex. There's, um, and, and SEO is becoming definitely much more of a holistic craft as yeah. opposed to a game the system type thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. You, you, people can still get results if they if they follow the best practices. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> right, very true. What do you think the next five years look like for SEO? Wow, um, that's, that's a good question. I I I don't even know. I I, I think there's. I think desktop is probably going. Um, people are always going to have to work on desktops. That's um, that's probably not going to change too much mm-hmm. but i think 
the popularity of desktop search will probably decrease and we're already getting an increase in things like voice search right now so people using their um uh well one good example is is google just became the um default search provider for siri on on apple yeah it's about time (laughs) (laughs) good good point um but if that's, if that's a good or a bad thing, uh, I'll let I'll let that I'll let you and your audience decide. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a bit creepy now. Um, there's you know Siri has come into the fold, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure the results are going to be much more re- relevant. So you're going to have an increase in popularity of things like voice search. People are using these um, uh, things like Amazon Alexa and and all all types of voice search devices in, in um, the homes probably even in their cars as well. Um, Yeah, so we're going to have a bit more popularity with this. Um, In terms of the SEO landscape of the next few years, it's it's, it's going to, uh, as as the trend has been in previous years, it's going to be harder and harder to game the system and people need to focus on holistic strategies like providing good content, engaging users, Doing less things like um, tricky things like scraping articles and putting too many ads on the page. Um, this stuff is just going to get phased out. It's 100% going to be focused on good quality content. Um, yeah, and, and beyond that, I, I I really don't know what, what what the future holds. We you know I I I can tell you what's going to happen in the next three to six months but the next four or five years i think it's it's going to be really crazy um mm-hmm. we have so many new technologies right now like vr and a- augmented um, reality apps and things and but no one really knows um if they're going to get off the ground or where, where they're going um they haven't really kind of reached a critical critical mass just yet right yeah so it's, it's yeah it's going to be interesting it's really, it's, yeah it's really amazing how fast everything's moving because if you think like four or five years ago um an ipad wasn't even a household name yet you know and now they're everywhere and so yeah what's gonna what's especially with this cryptocurrency boom that's happening right now you know yes. and all these icos that are happening and it's it's gonna be fast times that's for sure and exciting i think yeah, actually, I do think there is a little um, kind of a cryptocurrency niche is a good example where you have um, a small subset of internet users where privacy is becoming an increasing concern. Mm-hmm. So you're having people using um, search engines like DuckDuckGo that don't actually store any of your personal data or your personal search history. And I actually think that these... Um, Hopefully, people will be become a, a little bit more conscious of of, of their data and, and their privacy, and and I think this is probably going to become a growing trend. One other thing, Adam, um, that you do mention in the book is how to use social media to multiply your results. Any quick tips you can you can offer regarding that? Sure. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I would I would say straight off the bat that uh, Google looks at the overall numbers of your um, social media followers as a gauge of the strength of your of your brand. So if your competitor has uh, 5,000 Facebook followers and you have 100 Facebook followers and you're both trying to uh, uh, compete for 
Italian restaurants in Los Angeles, then that might be an area that you want to earmark and say, okay, we need to, um, you know, build up our social follower numbers um, because that's an indicator of, of your overall brand's popularity and, and brand strength. So that would be one fairly straightforward tactic. Um, what else there is? Uh, I would say just, you know, link bait, creating creating um, link, link-worthy content, and making sure that every time that you post new content and with the intent of um, making that content be successful in terms of SEO, that you share it across all of your social platforms. One um, one one really good trick, actually, I heard from, um, I'll have to give credit to Noah Kagan, actually, was uh, that when he um, when he does a post, he'll just put in like one or two dollars to boost the post, and that boosts um, it gives a significant boost in likes and comments and shares, and that's building up the activity on that page. It doesn't cost much money, uh, but if if you didn't put in that that one or two dollars, then the it will virtually almost no, nobody will see it because mm-hmm. Facebook limits the uh, organic exposure that you get. So that's that's another simple trick as well. So if you're doing blog posts and you don't have a huge marketing budget, just put in one or two dollars into a um, into a boosted post in Facebook ads and you're going to increase the social activity on that page. It's a great tip. Very, very good tip. Hey, yeah, I, I, I can't claim it. That's, I give full, <laughs> full credit to Noah Kagan for that one. Yeah. All right. So, Adam, we're going to have to wrap up there. You have gave us tons of value bombs. So I just want to say I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all your tips and your tricks and all your wisdom with us. I really, really, really sincerely appreciate it. If the listeners want to reach out to you and learn more about your book or what you have going on, where's the best place they can do that at? Sure. That's simpleeffectiveness.com. That's my um, very basic author platform. It just has some information about the book. So you can jump on there. Uh, You can see um, a link to my book, which is SEO18 on Amazon.com. It also has some recommended reading, so marketing books that I recommend to people that are just starting out in marketing or they want to master marketing. I have like my top 10 books up there and also what I'm reading now. So simpleeffectiveness.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. And we're going to sign off there again. uh, We appreciate your time. Listeners, thank you guys for joining us once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House creates business accelerators and curated environments for established entrepreneurs to help you scale your business rapidly. Coming this February 2018, we've teamed up with other successful entrepreneurs to create an all-inclusive digital detox camp in the wild mountains of Brazil. It will run from February 22nd to the 26th, right after Brazilian Carnival, and is held specifically for entrepreneurs, digital nomads, founders, influencers, thought leaders, startups, and those that need a break from the digital life. It is located three hours outside outside of Rio de Janeiro at the top of some of the most incredible mountains in South America. Literally, it's so far in the wilderness, there's no Wi-Fi. It will be full of business and lifestyle workshops, high-level masterminds, organic food, breathtaking views, campfires, hiking, swimming, waterfalls, yoga, many more activities, and a lot of time to clear our active minds. We have a special early bird offer for our listeners that expires January 15th, 2018. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, questions, don't hesitate to contact us. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.